You're listening to The Jay Barker Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. What I do. How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? Can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in, you're tired, or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult if you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992, winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy, voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers, also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history, 35-2-1, member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times best-selling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. Hope everybody's listening. Everybody's dialed in. We're actually speaking of dialing. We're actually going to uh, put you on the air. We're going to take some calls in a minute. Anyway, uh, Jay Barker Show and Radio Network. I'm Matt Coulter along with Lars Anderson. Lars, what's up? Doing great this morning. Had a great morning. You know, uh, did a lot of grading of papers, getting caught up, and uh, believe it or not, the semester is already winding down, and it goes so fast. Do y'all get off next week? Yeah. Uh, crazy. N- normally, uh, the the students would be in class up until uh, Tuesday, uh, but this year uh, they have the whole week off. And uh, when I teach on Tuesdays, the Tuesday before Thanksgiving is generally a very sparsely attended class, and uh, it makes sense. And it's gotten it, it, it's gotten where uh, it, it's become more sparse because. The student body has changed. The makeup of the student body has changed so much at the University of Alabama. The majority of my students now 
are from out of state and not just uh you know across the border in mississippi or in tennessee we're talking new york a lot we're talking from washington texas. state texas uh the chicago area uh, New Jersey, New York, I mean, just uh, all around the country. And so it, it I think it, it makes sense to uh, to take the whole week, give, give them the whole week off and kind of make this a fall break as well. How will that affect attendance? Because I would think if I were class, it's Austin P. Now let's take, okay, let's t- put that out there. I mean, we know yeah. what Austin P. means. It's a cupcake game. I, I actually think this might be the lowest attended game in 10 years that, that that is my guess i mean i know that that is a uh that, that's that's kind of going out on a limb but you're not going to have any students there for this game other than the ones who are spending thanksgiving break in tuscaloosa so um i i and it's an early early kick yeah i i just got everything working but, against but, it. but the thing is if you are a avid or rabid alabama fan and and you, you haven't had a chance to go see the crimson tide play at brian denny this is really a great opportunity for you because you, the tickets should be incredibly cheap i mean this is almost like should be like a day type of thing where you let the guy, you let it let the fans in for free. You give them a family package. Exactly. You get five people yeah. in for twenty bucks. Exactly. But um, how are you? But doing you know today? what? Uh, I'm doing great, man. I'm so blessed. Um, you know they will come back early though. The students I'm referring to. You think they'll come back on Friday or Saturday? Because that's Alabama Auburn. They'll come back from uh, Thanksgiving break early. They'll uh, they're gonna leave early too, <laughs> right? I think there might be like seventy thousand there, if that. Maybe it's gonna, it's gonna be interesting. But uh, anyway, uh, one of the headlines is, and you sent it to me last night. Actually, Christian Miller, who'll be joining us here in just a second, um, said that Ole Miss is prepared, or actually has a contract on the table to keep him in Oxford and make him one of the top ten paid coaches in the nation. Is that enough to keep him there? Well, I don't think so uh, because I think Auburn will top it. But certainly, Ole Miss is going all in on on Lane, and it just it shows you how much uh, they appreciate him. And um, yeah, the, the the new contract offer, as you said, it's uh, it's on the table for him. Make him one of the ten highest paid coaches in college football, um, and uh, it, it just it it. I don't know. What's a better job? We talked a lot about this yesterday. What's a better job? Is it Ole Miss or Auburn? Where do you have a better opportunity to win a national championship? At Ole Miss or Auburn? History history tells us it's Auburn. Ole Miss has never won a national championship. No. They've never uh, made the playoffs. No, but in the uh, you know, in the Johnny Vaught era, they were battling for national championships. Well, Johnny Vaught's not there anymore. No, Neither but, is Archie Manning. But, uh, <laughs> but <laughs> you, you got Lane Kiffin, and he's going to get another 10-win season. Yeah. I mean, it's just a comfort zone right now. He's got it all going on in Oxford. 
Yeah, and it's and it's I I think a big reason why is the offense that he runs and high school kids want to play in that style of offense, especially high school quarterbacks. And he is going to have, I think, moving forward in the next five, ten years, basically the pick of the litter of of high school quarterbacks, uh, especially in the South, the best ones. And if he's got somebody who can sling the ball around, as we've seen, uh, you know, he can work wonders. I mean, look what he did at Alabama with a former running back. (laughs) <laughs> made him into the uh, all-time, you know, single-season passing yardage leader, right? Um, so we'll uh, we'll see. And, uh, you know, all this is going to come to a head uh, the day after the Iron Bowl, be my guess. I would think so. Christian, what is your lean on Lane Kiffin now that Ole Miss is obviously going to pull up a Brinks truck, but probably not as large as Auburn will? Is he going to leave or go? You know, that's a great question. Um, it's tough to say. Leave or go. That sounded redundant. <laughs> yeah, Matt, it's tough to say, you know, because, you know, he's, he's building a nice program there. He's, have, he's had some successful seasons there so far. And like you mentioned, another 10-win season this year. But, um, you know, it's just going to uh, – we're going to see how, how badly Auburn <laughs> may want him. Um, and it sounds like they do. You know, I'm also hearing some noise about Hugh Freeze potentially. Um, I guess we'd have to see on that. But clearly Lane Kiffin – uh, seems to be in the driver's seat right now for that the next head coach position at Auburn, but uh, it's tough to say. You know, I feel like you definitely probably do have uh, a little bit more of a chance at winning at, at a program like Auburn. Um, probably can you know recruit a little bit better at that program, but again, he's building a nice program at Ole Miss right now, and uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he uh, opts to stay there. Christian, can you compare for us for us the? game day atmosphere just in inside the stadium at Ole Miss versus Auburn yeah Lars it's um you know it's it, I don't it's hard to say if it's a, a fair comparison you know being at Alabama because Auburn is our big rival and that game is the Iron Bowl so that game is always going to be electric it's going to be wild um an incredible atmosphere one of the best in college football um, but Ole Miss, I will say, when we play them, and or at least when I've played there, it it always has been a pretty good environment as well. You know, they they tend to to get loud when we when we play against them there. Um, so it's it's also a good environment. But I'd have to give the edge to Auburn on this one. Um, and I've heard you know some comments about, uh, and it might have been Lane saying this, com- comparing it to a high school game. Is that correct? Did y'all hear that? Well, I, I've said that that the stadium has the feel of a really nice. Uh, uh, Alabama high school stadium. Like the Thompson Hoover game. Yeah, go to Th- go out to Thompson. And, By the way, they play again tonight. That's going to be fabulous. Yeah. Um, so, uh, in the few games that I've covered at Ole Miss, uh, the, the biggest sort of uh, fan experience is in the Grove, right. not necessarily in the stadium. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is one you should enjoy. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On every possible level. Yes. Yeah. It, it's a, it's a good time. I tell you that my my experience of being at Auburn. When it's a big home game, is it's one of the top two or three places in the absolutely. nation to be. It's absolutely, absolutely electric. The fans are family. Uh, when the team is good, they're good. Um, and, you know, and, and Jay, I, don't think, told, I think Christian's right. I don't know if you really can compare them. I mean, Jay um, Jay Barker has told us many, many times that the loudest stadium yeah. he ever played in was uh, at Auburn. And uh, I know, as Christian mentioned, that it would always be during uh, or for the Iron Bowl. But um, I think the the fan support at Auburn 
is just far superior to the fan support at Ole Miss. It just is. Money, loyalty, you know, yeah. on every level. Yeah. yeah. But they can't compete with the Grove. <laughs> hey, yo, uh, we still are a pretty uh, good tailgating experience at Auburn. I'll say that. Oh, it, it is. But the Grove just said, you know, it's the Grove. Hey, um, this program, the Jay Barker Show on Radio Network, is being aired in Birmingham on 95.3 FM, 92.5 FM. Also, you can get on the old wide signal at 1260 AM, which is pretty, that's a pretty strengthy signal there. In Tuscaloosa, we're on 100.9. Of course, that's the tide. And then over the Aniston Gaston area, we are uh, at 97.5. Now, uh, we're, this is not an experiment. This is something we are implementing now. And as long as we're hanging around, yeah, all right? well, this is something going forward. Get in the on future. board. I'd we like are to hear. Taking calls finally for the first time in four years, we are going to start taking calls today. The number is two zero five. And by the way, you can be the first. How about that? The first yeah. caller on this show in four years is two zero five three four two nine nine zero four. How about this? The first caller. I will, I will send you a free copy, signed copy of the Storm in the Tide or Chasing the Bear, whichever one you want. Really? Yes. Well, can I? Am, am I? <laughs> you actually, getting on the phone? Actually, you've been very generous. Um, we will take a break, be back, and take phone calls right here on the Jay Barker Show on Radio Network. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Catch Little's Losers Friday nights during Friday Night Live on Tide 100.9, your home of Alabama football. And seven. And for the weekend, our cool, dry weather continues. Lots of sunshine tomorrow and Sunday. Highs between 51 and 54. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 52 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Getting born in the state of Mississippi. Papa was a copper and the mama was a hippie. In Alabama, she was wearing a hammer. Price you gotta pay when you break the panorama. She never knew that there was anything more. Robin on a bank in the state of Indiana. She's a runner, rebel and a stunner. Welcome back into the program. Matt Coulter along with Lars Anderson and Christian Miller. And we're going to take our first call here in a minute. But I uh, just wanted to go ahead and give you show notes, as we say in the biz. 1230 Stan White, good source to go to for uh, all that is Auburn. 1 o'clock, Bo Scarborough. He's been very vocal here uh, about the Alabama culture as of late. And then at 1.30, beat writer Clint Lamb is going to join us. So we will mix your calls with these interviews, and sometimes we'll do all three. But right now we are going to take our first call on this new version of the show, and um, we go to Steve. Steve, yeah. uh, you're on with us. How are you? I'm good. How about you guys? We're doing Loving great. Doing Thanks great, for calling in. All right. Lars, i got something. I've been, been, I've been listening to your show every day. And I've been wanting to talk to you about this ever since you came on the air. <laughs> you and I have a lot in common. Uh, I live here in Tuscaloosa, but um, and I realized it a little before your time. But my uncle, my mother's brother, um, <clears throat> he uh, he's from Amory, Mississippi, 
and his first collegiate coaching job was at Nebraska. He was special teams coach wow. at Nebraska, which which is to say he coached Johnny Rogers. <laughs> and ah, I got a chance. Johnny R. Superstar. Yeah. Oh, he, yeah. I was I was at, I was at that. I got to go. We, he invited us out. He paid our way uh, to come to come watch that game against Oklahoma. And I've never been so cold for my life. There's nothing there to cut the wind. I don't know. I don't know how you guys live over there. <laughs> I don't either. That's why I'm not there anymore. He doesn't anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, he doesn't yeah, anymore. You know, I, don't know, I don't know how you grew up there without without losing, you know, going gangrene on frozen fingers and toes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that uh, that game was uh, some uh, the game of the century. I assume what you're referring to in 1971, yeah, oh, yeah. and, and the, Johnny the, Johnny the, Rogers uh, he re- he returned a punt for a touchdown, yeah, and yeah. that really won him the Heisman Trophy. That won, and the he interesting won thing about that play, yeah, the interesting thing about that play was the first person from Oklahoma who had a shot at him was Greg Pruitt, Greg and Pruitt. the Heisman Trophy. Yeah, the in the in the Heisman trophy was hanging in the balance. If Greg Pruitt makes that tackle, Greg Pruitt probably wins the Heisman trophy yeah, and Oklahoma yeah. probably wins that game and probably wins the national title. Instead, Johnny Johnny Rogers jukes him and Johnny Rogers ends up winning the Heisman trophy. Nebraska wins that game, Nebraska wins the national title. It all can be dis- distilled into that one play. Yeah, I, you know, I, hey, that was that was I, yeah, hey. Hey, would you like a copy of Lars' book? Which one? The uh, Storm of the Tide? Yeah, that'd be great. I'd take any of his books. I like his books. I like his writing. We're going. All right. Yeah, he's a very talented man. Thank you you so Uh, much, We're going to put you on hold. You you just triggered a lot of good memories because that was a a game that my dad told me about uh, repeatedly and – he just uh, absolutely loved Johnny Rogers, and in, his, oh, in yeah. his bathroom, of course, he had a big poster of Johnny Rogers. So every time he was, kind of uh, odd place every to... time he was sitting on the throne, he would look at, at Johnny R. <laughs> so, uh, a little too much information. Hey, there. Steve, didn't Rogers yeah. rip Alabama a year or so or oh, before and, and, that and, in and, a bowl and, game? And, and, in the Orange in the Bowl, Orange when they bowl. won the national championship, yeah. they they beat our brakes off. Yeah, they did. That, Jerry uh, Taggy, Rich Glover, uh, they were loaded with that. Bob Devaney had a team and a half. Uh, it, it, it was they, – they, I don't think anybody came close to beating them that year. Uh, it's been a long time ago. It was the early 70s, and I don't remember a whole lot. My uncle did go on to be head coach of Washington State uh, after he left there. And he's retired. He's since retired. Uh, but uh, that's just a, a very fond memory of mine going to Nebraska, um, wearing every piece of clothing I could find, and going to that ball game. That was something special. Then I just thought I've, I've been well, wanting Steve, to try to get in touch with Lars because yeah. he and I have a little something in common. Well, Steve, I, thank you so much for the call. You've uh, again, you've uh, triggered a flood of wonderful memories, and uh, yeah. I know we have your address. And I will be sending you. A, I'll be sending you a book uh, later on today. Thank you so much for your call. Uh, all right, Lars. Thanks. I appreciate off. your time. Appreciate your time, Lars. Thank you, good Steve. Luck. Hey, good, good to talk to the rest of you guys too. Yes, sir. Thanks, I Steve. Will, I appreciate that, Steve. Two zero five three four two nine nine zero four. 
Um, that's the dial-in number. It's going to be, I'm, even though I've done this for decades, we haven't been doing that part. Right. I can't believe uh, it's even remotely awkward, um, but it is. I believe we have a couple more on the line. Well, you can read it better than I do, so go to the calls. Uh, let's see if somebody... Uh, uh, I think we got Ground Chuck. Ground Chuck, yeah. Ground, is, Ground Chuck, you're on with us. What, how are you doing today, Ground Chuck? Oh, I'm, I'm doing good. I was going to tell you, I work in a truck all day long, and I enjoy y'all's program. And uh, I really like Christian when, the, when he's on there with you, and I like him on that Saturday morning show that him and Matt do yeah. in Tuscaloosa. But Thanks. anyway, this guy... Uh, that guy was bringing back some memories uh, for y'all. I'm going to give you a little thing about Matt. Can you imagine him, James Fan, Dave Baird, <laughs> a really good sports guy that y'all probably don't know, John Ferry, but for his time, he was really good on the sport, and Jimmy Banks. So uh, that was a crew. Yeah. I don't know if y'all know Jimmy or not, but uh, Matt used to be uh, – he used to really get around. Uh, he, he, I can see him liking the Grove. So, uh, <laughs> Steve, spot oh, on. You, you busted. <laughs> you pull you back the curtain. the truth. <laughs> you pull back the curtain on me. Yeah, I mean, just give yeah, me some of those stories about 15th Street and that little green building they all hung out in over there uh, with the big tower. But anyway, I just Man. want to know all kids and we really do. All the work guys, we enjoy y'all's insight. And there's one question we've all had, see if any of y'all can shed any light on it. I would just say Alabama's starting to, you know, offense and defense. What percentage of them would y'all guess are getting some form of NIL? And I'm going to hang up and listen. Thank you. Is it great? No, thank you for the call. And we'll take more at 205-342-9904. Christian, uh, I don't know, just because you were more recently associated with the program, do you know the answer to that? I would think... Um, All the starters are probably getting something, aren't they? Sure. Well, you know, there, there is that collective um, that we have and that a lot of programs have that they've been implementing where basically gives a, a, a base uh, NIL pay to the whole team, I would say. Um, so technically everyone should be getting something from their collective. But in terms of, like, their own deals – it's tough to say. I don't know a percentage, but I would assume majority would be, you know, the quarterback, you know, Will, uh, any of those big name guys, definitely. And then there's probably some smaller deals among some other guys. So I would say for their own deals, maybe roughly maybe 20 percent of the guys, you know, for their own deals. But again, we have that collective program. That way, everyone um, is at least getting something, um, which is nice. Well, but then you got the Bryces and the Will Andersons that are getting seven figures. Yeah, I mean, I think they and said. I wonder what kind of. I think they said Bryces. Sorry, Christian. I was just going to. No, you're fine. Sorry, Christian. No, you're fine. I, I wonder, do, 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 uh, have, have Bryce and Will kind of, uh, spread the, the, the love around a little bit to their teammates? Uh, I don't know about, um, you know, like specific dollar amounts, but we did see Bryce uh, do a nice deal with Beats um, by Dre and supplied the whole yep. team with headphones, which was nice. And I, I think I've heard of him taking his uh, offensive lineman out to eat um, maybe on a weekly basis. Um, so I, I think, you know, knowing Bryce, he, he probably does a good job of trying to help his guys out. But, um, yeah. 
One of the first ones I thought was real cool was C.J. Stroud. He got all, every guy on the team, $500 gift certificate. Go buy a nice suit. Go get a tailored suit. That's... Look good on game day. Look good, play good, right, Christian? That's exactly hey, right. Uh, coming up in just a minute, uh, we're going to talk with Stan White of the Auburn Network. Of course, an outstanding quarterback in his own right back in the day. He will join us uh, on the other side of this break. Stay tuned. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHEALTH.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating. Nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WilfordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners 
for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at SiebelsCottage.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There he is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.letterC. Letter O. Back on the Jay Barker Show, Jay Barker Radio Network, Matt, Lars, Christian, and we're joined by Stan White. Outstanding Auburn quarterback and uh, does a great job as a color analyst on the Auburn Network. Hey, Stan, uh, you got the gang here, Christian Miller. Uh, you know Lars, you know me, you know everybody. you know all the players here. Stan, how are you? I'm doing great, guys. How you doing? Hey, we're just waiting on you to tell us who the new Auburn coach is because we know Stan White knows all. <laughs> well, you know what? In this particular case, I may know all except for this. So, uh, no, it's, uh, I, I you know, heard the same name, same names that you guys have. And, uh, you know, I guess it's a few more weeks to the end of the, the regular season. And anyway, I guess we'll see. I, I, I imagine it'll start picking up pretty quickly just because of the nature of signing day really being December now instead of, uh, instead of February. So, uh, I'm sure it'll, it'll pick up fairly quickly in the next several, maybe days or, or week and a half. <laughs> Stan, this is a great time for speculation. It's speculation season. Um, if Lane Kiffin becomes the next head coach at Auburn, how do you think he would fit to sort of into the culture of the of the program, of uh, just uh, of the city, and just uh, of the entirety of, of Auburn? Well, I mean, I think he'd be a great fit, but, you know, that's not for me to decide. Um, you know, he's obviously got a lot of experience in the SEC. Um, he's in a town now in Oxford that's, that's very similar as far as just the, the city itself, town and everything. That's, that's Auburn. It's a bit of a small town, college town. Um, you know, they're passionate about their football up there. So, so is Auburn, obviously. And, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm pretty biased. I think Auburn's one of the one of the probably best places to live, one of the top places to live in, in, in Alabama, maybe the southeast. So, uh, you know, I think he would certainly fit in. He's got that experience as a head coach and as an assistant for years, had a lot of success uh, under, you know, Nick Saban in Alabama. So he knows the lay of the land, obviously. He's got relationships. And then, of course, at Ole Miss, he's had a lot of success as well in a, in a short period of time. So, um you know, if that's the choice they go, I mean, that's that's clearly I'd support that. But there there are other candidates I'm sure they're looking at, and and um, whomever it is, you know, I think Auburn right now, I would I would arguably say that's that's the top job opening right now. Uh, I don't think a lot of people would argue with that this neck of the woods. So um, I think there's a lot of attraction from coaches to go to Auburn because they they hit a, they hit an area where they're they're they've been competing year in and year out are used to competing for it and they haven't in a couple of years. So, um, you know, I think it's a, it's an attractable job, especially with a football only facility opening up 90 plus million dollars. You got an NIL that's second to none. 
and that's the nature of the college game these days. So I think there's a lot of attraction uh, for Auburn. Stan, I see that you uh, you're with the New York Giants uh, in the '90s, and I was wondering if you remember playing with a guy by the name of Corey Miller, played linebacker. Oh, absolutely, yeah, Corey, linebacker from South Carolina. That's right. Yeah, I love Corey, great guy. Okay, so that's my dad actually. So I thought that was interesting when I read that. Um, it's a small world. Yeah, I knew that. I uh, I saw your dad. Uh, God, it's been we had a little reunion a handful of years ago up there. And, and I saw your dad and and, uh, and and talked to him about you, actually. And, and uh, of course, I, uh, I obviously couldn't sway you over to, to our side uh, over at Auburn. But, uh, but, yeah, I love your dad. Great guy. Just tell him I said hello uh, when you talk to him. Yes, sir. I, will. I appreciate that. And swinging back to Auburn, I was going to ask, do you feel there's a real chance um, that they give Carnell Williams a look to be hired as head coach after the season? You know, I, obviously, I think he's turned some heads uh, with what he's done. I mean, he has uh, really reinvigorated and re-energized a, not only a team but a fan base, and, and that's that's very difficult to do in such a quick you know period of time. Um, you know, I, he, he he would be the first one to tell you that he doesn't have a huge amount of coaching experience, especially head coaching experience. He has none, mm-hmm. uh, and and he really only has uh, you know a couple of three years of college coaching experience. So. Um, he obviously is, his resume is not very deep. Now, with that being said, he's done a remarkable job, uh, down there. And, and I, I think anyone, uh, whether it be he or, or whoever they, they go after, if it's not Carnell Williams, uh, I think they'd be a fool not to see if, if, see if there's a space on their staff for Carnell Williams, whether it be assistant head coach, associate, you know, running backs coach or whatever. Because, you know, if you don't, I told somebody this, some Alabama friends of mine, a week or so back, even before the A&M game, that if, if, if whoever your allegiance is to, if you don't like Cardinal Williams, then something's wrong with you because he's a guy that wears his heart on his sleeve. He loves his university, and he loves serving these kids. I mean, he's genuine. He, he doesn't just say that. He's very genuine. So I'm proud of him, happy for him, and, and uh, hopefully he'll get a chance to be at Auburn in some capacity, hopefully for, for several years. Stan, I want to talk quarterbacks. Let's get back to just actual football for just a second about Robbie Ashford. Um, I guess uh, 25 years removed, he's following your footsteps. The Hoover quarterback making good. How much progress have you seen him make, and is he the future at Auburn taking snaps? You know, I, I was talking to somebody a couple of weeks ago about I, I, I think, and you may can answer this um, more, Matt, uh, that he's the only – he's the – the only quarterback from Hoover to, to play at Auburn besides me, uh, dating back to my, my hundred years ago when I was there, or, or at least start, I believe. So, uh, uh, you know, I'm happy for Robbie. Um, you know, clearly he is he is an athletic uh, guy. He can extend plays, and and that's his strength right now. I mean, being able to extend plays, um, utilizing his legs. He's got to work in the off season on on reading a little bit more, reading downfield defenses and. And, and just sometimes in the passing game, and I don't mean just Robbie, but in the passing game in general, they seem to make the easy a little bit more hard, if that makes sense. Um, you know, it wouldn't be an easy throw or, or a screen or, or a flat route or whatever. Uh, sometimes they make it harder than it should be. But that's with experience. I mean, he's still a young guy. He's a redshirt freshman, took hardly any snaps, if any, at Oregon. Uh, so that will come with time, right? At times, and I said this uh, maybe on the air, that at times I think he thinks there's about 15 defenders out there. And that's, that is natural with a, with a young quarterback. That is completely natural. The game will slow down for him, and then you'll see him get more comfortable. Um, 
and also, you know, there's been some protection issues at times as well. So, but clearly, an athletic uh, quarterback can extend plays. He, he he is one of the top in the conference in actually completion yards per completion, um, which which tells you that he's extended some plays and getting his eyes downfield. So, uh, I think that, I think the upside for Robbie is really big. I mean, I think he has a chance to to really do some good things in his career at Auburn. Stan, last Saturday night was a, a special evening down at, at Auburn uh, with Carnell getting his first win, Auburn getting their first win since uh, September 24th and beating Texas A&M 13-10. And the scene after the game was so special. Uh, I, I'd love to, to get your perspective, what you saw. And and to me, I don't want to overstate it, but it it almost felt like this is when things are turning. Well, yeah, I, I think you hit the nail on the head there. I mean, it, let's face it, the game itself, if you were watching and and you were an unbiased fan, it was probably a boring game. 13-10, uh, to 10, uh, defensive slugfest. Now, now, Christian, you probably love that type of game. I don't, <laughs> I don't doubt it. But but it, it was not a one that you is going to probably get high ratings on, on your rating factor. Uh, two, three, and six teams coming in, uh, you know, and so it, it didn't have a lot of appeal, but but for the Auburn faithful and, and for the people that may have been watching like you, Lars, you know, you saw something special. There was an energy there that these fans just really wanted something good to happen for this team and for Carnell, and they had been on the wrong end uh, so many times this year with a coaching change and, and uh, just some close losses, and, and they just wanted something and to, to do their part. And, and it, it can't be overshadowed that, you know, he's the first African-American coach at Auburn, uh, football coach at Auburn, and, and he just got his first win. Uh, whether it's an interim tag or not, that's, that's a big deal. It's a really big deal. And so um, and, and all that just kind of came to the head, and, and um, you know, he was very appreciative of the fans, and they stayed after. I mean, it was, it was reminiscent of, of, a, of a top-10 matchup, whether it be an Iron Bowl matchup or an Auburn-Georgia game. I mean, it was, it was that, that electric, and, and I was just proud for Carnell to be able to – to get that win. Stan, I actually just uh, got it. I guess my dad's listening in now, and he uh, he sent me a text just now and said, uh, tell Stan I said hello. He's a great guy. So just wanted to share that with you. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I had, I had a lot so of great cool. memories in my four years, my four years up there in New York. I wouldn't trade him for anything. And, and uh, Corey was one of, the, one of the guys that made it feel good for me. He had been there a couple of years before I got there, and he kind of – as a as a linebacker slash defensive end at times, he kind of took an, an old backup quarterback under his wing, and I just enjoyed my time with the Giants and, and with Corey. Oh, that's awesome, man. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. Any any funny practice stories you remember? Any, any Did y'all ever get into it at practice by chance? Did he ever <laughs> accidentally sack the quarterback when he wasn't supposed to? Anything? You know, uh, not, 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 I didn't, I didn't mess around with him very much now. He was what you call a Greek god, man. He was built like that, and I was just a skinny little quarterback uh, from Auburn. But I will tell you, I'll tell you a quick story. Um, it doesn't involve him, but it involves me almost getting cut uh, <laughs> on, the, on the day I did it. We were, uh, we, were, we were having a little individual period up there, and we were throwing against the air, and, and your dad will remember this. You guys may not remember Chris Callaway. He played his ball at Michigan, and uh, he was our, our number one receiver up there at the time. And we were just throwing some out routes and so forth. And and I, uh, we were throwing against air, and, and literally just, you know, it's hard to then complete those against air. You shouldn't anyway if you're a professional. Anyway, I dropped back to throw one, and, 
and and he slipped out of his break and lo and behold the owner who's been passed away mr mara wellington mara he used to have a habit of walking around the, the football field as we practice well he happened to be right in the stride as I, I threw my ball and it bounced once and hit him right in the back and so i, I thought they were going to let me let me go right after that practice but they wanted to keep me. <laughs> that's funny well, uh, hello to Corey Miller, by the way, and yeah, thank, thank you for, for listening. listening. Stan, it's always a pleasure, man. We need to get lunch real soon, and uh, we'll see you on the plane, if not somewhere else. My pleasure, guys. Y'all take care. Have a safe weekend. All right. You too. Stan's always been one of my favorite players. You know, I was there at his home in Hoover when he signed. Pat Sullivan was in the room. I was uh, just really – he was such a good quarterback, but he was such a good guy. Was there any as you ever, was there ever any question that he was going to go to Auburn? No, nah, yeah, he was being recruited. Uh, he was he was hot shot. I, Stan White is the so answer to a trivia question a that uh, I can't find a match for. Stan White started every game he suited up for. Wow, four year quarterback starter in the SEC. It's a pretty good accomplishment when you got guys like Christian Miller chasing you around. <laughs> All right. Uh, we, we got phone numbers here for you to call in if you'd like at 205-342-9904 as we continue on with the show. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Weather brought to you by Tidwell Chiropractic, the only third-generation chiropractor in Tuscaloosa with over 25 years' experience. Call Tidwell Chiropractic at 752-7. And for the weekend, our cool, dry weather continues. Lots of sunshine tomorrow and Sunday. Highs between 51 and 54. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 53 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Blinded by the light, wrapped up like a deuce, another runner in the night. Blinded by the light, wrapped up like a deuce, another runner in the night. Like I say, I got a really nice uh, conversation with the new AD. He sent me a nice text and we had a conversation. I, and, and that meant a lot to me. But like I say, I have nothing to do with the coaching search. But to answer your question, hey, listen, uh, I think Coach Kiffin is a good coach. But I think the thing we need to do at Auburn, man, we need some star power. Because like I say, with Coach Kelly down at all uh, LSU, Tennessee's got it turned around. And then with Texas and Oklahoma coming, man, the SEC is only going to get crazier the next 10 to 15 years. So Kiffin is a terrific coach. Uh, but like I say, my personal opinion, I would love to see them hire Dion. Charles Barkley with us on the JohnstonRVCenter.com. There you go. The big funky hunk of dunk speaks. Are you surprised that he gave his endorsement of Neon Dion? No, not at all. I, I would I, Although, if he didn't, I would have thought he'd given it to Carnell. I said, what? I'm telling you, there's a groundswell support for Carnell Williams. A question to you guys real quick, and then we're going to go to the phones again, 
It's, will he get it? No, he won't. Uh, but Christian, do you think Deion Sanders would be a good fit at Auburn? You know, I, I think he could work there. It just would be totally different than what they're used to. And sometimes change isn't bad. Um, it just, it definitely would be a complete, completely different style. Um, you know, we look at Jackson State where Deion Sanders is now, and he's done a terrific uh, job with that program. Um, but again, there's just a lot of culture with that. You know, Deion brings in a lot of um, high profile people. High profile people. He's very active on social media, so um, definitely would look a lot different. I think he would definitely be successful at Auburn. I'm just not sure if that's exactly the direction that they're willing to go at this point in time. I agree, but uh, man, that the, the thing is, Harson was an outside the box hire, and I applauded it at the time. I, I thought it was I thought it was great, but then once Harson got into the state and he he had his first SEC media days, I was like, uh oh, this isn't going to go well for Auburn because his his very first address to the media and to really the Auburn fans. He waxed poetic about his time at Boise State and how wonderful Boise State is. Like, hey, dude, <laughs> what about the job right in front of you? He spent more time talking about Boise than he did Auburn. And that's that was my first sort of warning sign and, that and this may not work out well. And with, then there was the booster. <laughs> yeah. Or the yeah. lack thereof, or did we um, ever know? But I'm just I'm just wondering that would Auburn be willing to go outside the box again? I know I know it's a new AD. Uh, and he uh, apparently has total control over this, that the president has said, hey, it's your call. But um, yeah, I, I still think uh, Lane Kiffin is their primary target. 205-342-9904 is our number. Call in the show, and I believe Julene has done just that. You on the line? You got a question for us? Um, I just want to say roll tide, y'all. And I'm so <laughs> proud that you guys are finally live, gentlemen, rather, instead of guys. And I get to talk to you finally. Yay! You uh, communicated a lot um, through our messaging system at the old studio. And you and I have actually swapped messages on Facebook. Uh, so I, f I really feel like I know you, but you're right. I've never spoken to you. Well, one thing I like right. about we Julene is that she's a big NASCAR fan. And, Matt, that's what I wanted to lead out with, with you, is that, yes, and I'm very sad that Chase Elliott did not win the the, the big one. Um, Lord, rough, rough season in NASCAR, and I'm sad about that. I'm sad about Alabama Crimson Tide football. Christian, you're doing a fantastic job. Uh, even though. though you're not playing for us anymore, I love you, brother. I follow you on Instagram, and um, you hold a very special place in my heart, and you're doing a fantastic job with this show, with Matt in D.C., and on the sidelines um, with, is it CTSN, U-A-C-T-S-N? Yes, that's um, correct. Thank you so much. I appreciate those kind words. That means a lot to me, Julian. Thank you. Yes, sir, and, and I know you know who I am because um, you have always, you, you're so respectable. You have always, always texted back or said thank you, and, you know, I just I just really appreciate you, and you are fabulous. And, Lars, last but not least, 
I'm still Uh-oh. waiting on that autograph book. Uh oh. <laughs> do you own? My ex sister. I do. I, I... Lars. Yep. Lars, you always tell me, hit you up, hit you up, DM me, and I do. And you know that you can always leave that book at uh, the studio in Tuscaloosa, and I will find a way to get it. All right. Just take one over for you. Do you want uh, Storm in the Tide or Chasing the Bear or both? Since I'm 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 long overdue. I'm long overdue. I promised you a book, and I. I tell you what, Lars. I want both, but the one that you were supposed to sign for Trina and Craig, um, how many months ago? Last summer. Uh oh, she's yeah. Maybe (laughs) earlier. She's She's got all the receipts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which which book okay. was it? The you know the one we got with about thirty seconds here. Paid Buccaneers. Oh, season the in the sun. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my most For recent Trina one. And Craig, but I want now. Julian, now, since, um, since I'll get I'll get all three of next those week. to you. I'll get all three of those to you next week. Okay, Bo Scarborough is coming up. I'm so Hi, this is Wes McClooney, owner of the New Balance Birmingham store. Achieving your personal best often comes down to how you feel. And when it comes to the right shoes, nothing feels better than New Balance. The fit specialists at the New Balance Birmingham store conduct an in-depth analysis of your foot size, shape, and gait, determining the best New Balance shoes for you. Experience the difference of custom fit today at the New Balance Birmingham store on Highway 280 next to Chick-fil-A. New Balance Birmingham. Your feet will thank you. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option. High-intensity focused ultrasound or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHEALTH.COM. I'm excited to tell you about our newest sponsor here on the Jay Barker Radio Network. They pioneered the Chicken Finger Box and the Chicken Finger Restaurant. That's Guthrie's. Guthrie's recipes and processes are often imitated but never duplicated. Look, their sauce is probably the most copied sauce of all sauces all time. And I've known this family since my days down in Tuscaloosa. And they came over. And, man, I tell you, it's nostalgic even today to see my kids going to that same Guthrie's. And great family. Do so much for the community. But more importantly, provide the best when it comes to chicken fingers. Get out to Guthrie's today. I want to tell you about my good friends at Southern Assurance Group. Hi, it's Jay Barker. And look, Ken Needham has done a terrific job. Local company, 205-980-1505 is their number. That's 980-1505. Again, local, you can speak with the same team every time you give them a call. Full line of products from Auto Home, Boat Life. You'll trust them. They have a great uh, deal as far as the relationships they build with their customers and 20 years with the same company and industry. Custom approach for your insurance needs. Give them a call, 980-1505. That is Southern Assurance Group. Hi. It's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. 
800-242-6269. Whether it's for lunch or dinner, head out to the Cajun Steamers, a New Orleans-style joint that serves authentic Cajun and Creole food, cold beer, and great drinks. They are known for their wide array of Cajun classics and original creations prepared in an authentic fashion. This Louisiana kitchen can have you slapping the table for more. Stop by the Cajun Steamer and sign up for your Alabama, LSU, or Auburn fan card. Eat with the Cajun Steamer while your team is on TV and use your fan card to receive a 15% discount on your entire meal. With locations in Hoover, Trustful, Huntsville, and Franklin, Tennessee, they've got you covered. Head out today to the Cajun Steamer. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There he is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.letter C, letter O. Birmingham's best Mexican restaurant for over 20 years and counting. That's La Paz Restaurant in Crestline Village and Mount Laurel. They've got a great staff. It's delicious menu, award-winning cheese dip, and margaritas and vibrant atmosphere have helped to make La Paz a local favorite. Blue corn nachos, Texas barbecue quesadillas, steak and blue quesadillas, Baja fish tacos, signature fajitas, and much, much more. So head over to La Paz today. If you want a great lunch or a great dinner, you'll find all that at La Paz, Crestline, and Mount Laurel for lunch or dinner. WTUG HD2 Northport and W265CG Tuscaloosa, Tide 100.9, and screaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Who you are is more important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? Can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity, you have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in? You're tired or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult if you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992, winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy, voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers, also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history, 35-2-1, member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. 
Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times bestselling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX Studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. hurts my heart and I told the players this so I'm not speaking out of school that anybody that's ever played here in this culture and on this team would think that anybody on this team is not playing to that culture and to that standard you know that that really breaks my heart because I'm responsible for that and uh, I want all the players to feel the responsibility that goes with that in terms of who we are at Alabama how we play what we do and how we do things so we're working on it Coach, that was the first question brought to us by Alabama 811. Back on the show, that is uh, an excerpt from last night, and um, it hurt his heart. It was uh, That was kind of an odd, uh, almost unsaving-like response. I'm telling you, it's, at, it's because he was at Hey Coach. And he was around a place where it's like <laughs> he would it's like, never have done that at it, a news conference. No, it's like his safe place. Uh, and Christian, what what was your response uh, when when you heard Coach Saban say that? And and do you think that the players aren't living up to the Alabama standard? You know, I've heard him say stuff like that before when I was in school. You know, he he puts a lot of. Uh, emphasis on, you know, living up to that standard that the guys before us built. Um, you know, when I was in school, you know, he would throw names around like the Julio Jones and the Rolando McClains, those kind of guys that helped uh, build that foundation to what the program is now. And, um, you know, I, I think it, it makes sense because, again, he has a lot of pride in, in this Alabama football program. And the last thing he wants is to um, have his former players um not not satisfied with what they're seeing and um and i know again these guys are uh, they're doing the best that they can and um obviously you know things aren't going to be perfect but um they're, they're doing what they can and, and sometimes they just need you know some some guidance and some direction and i think um that that's part of what you know bo scarborough was doing when he had gone up there and and, and spoke um you know with the team and coach Saban uh yesterday so um, I think it makes sense, and uh, I think it just shows how much this program means to, to Coach Saban and uh, and how how important it is uh, to uphold that standard for not only um, you know himself and his team, but also to the the guys that uh, came before uh, the rest of these guys. Christian Miller is our edge rusher extraordinaire and co-host of the show, but he also roams the sidelines at home games with microphone in hand, so that uh, he can do the reporting on the Crimson Tide. Uh, sports network, which brings me to my question: Do you notice a cultural change? You know, um, you know, I think with that, with anything, I don't want to get you in trouble with Nick either. By no, the way, no, okay? no, no, you're fine. No, I understand. Uh, you know, I think with anything, you know, things are going to change over time, and um, it's hard to to uh, you know replicate something um, to a T um, as time goes on. And uh, you gotta you understand, you know. Um, there's been a lot of moving pieces. You know, we've we've changed coordinators over the years. We've changed position coaches um, frequently, um, not just you know once or twice, but almost every year it seems like we get new coaches and um, just a, a, there's been just a lot of change. So I think it's almost inevitable um, to not see that change happen. 
Um, but to answer your question, you know, things do seem a little bit different. It could it be, you know, a generational thing, you know, nowadays, you know, things are a little bit different um, than they, what they used to be. You know, there's a lot of different uh, landscapes in college football, whether it be NIL or the transfer portal. And I know some people um, like to, to point that out and say that could uh, have an impact on that. I mean, it's hard to tell um, per se, because, you know, you, there's, there's other schools that not, not other, not just other schools, every school has that. And some of them, um, you know, look the same. So it's hard to say if those um, are, are truly impacting it. But what kind of what I can say is, you know, I, I know these players are doing what they can um, to, to, to uphold that standard. I think it's just important for them to just understand that um, they just have to, to listen to what they're being told and block out that external noise and just do what they can to to go in there and be the best football player that they can be and the, the best person that they can be off the field. And uh, I, I think just uh, I think just getting back to just that, that Alabama standard, you know, I, I think there's some confusion sometimes. You know, people – there's two different standards I like to say. You know, you have a standard, which we've set that standard of, you know, excellence, you know, in terms of our success, you know, going and playing for championships and whatnot. But then you have the standard. And the standard is basically that culture of Alabama football. And I would define that as, you know, precise attention to detail, unparalleled discipline, the epitome of physical and mental toughness. That's the standard when you hear us talk about it. And uh, I think, you know, as, as soon as these guys understand that and they, and they really buy into that, um, we'll start seeing that more. And, 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 and we just have to get back to that um, because, again, that's the standard that was built um, by everybody that came in there, you know, whether it was in that you know, 2007 year when Coach Saban came in, those guys built that from, from the foundation up. And uh, it's it's on the players to to con- to continue that moving forward. Christian, th- this is uh, a random question, and I know it's going to feel like it's coming out of left field, and you may not know the answer, but it's always sort of intrigued me. Um, if you hooked up Nick Saban to a lie detector test, and you asked Whoa. him what's the biggest mistake you've made at Alabama, would it be firing Lane Kiffin before the national championship game. And 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 you were on the team then uh and and did that have an impact on Alabama's performance that night? That's that's a that's a <laughs> that's an interesting worded question. I can't speak for for Coach Saban. <laughs> I, I I don't truly know um his perspective or opinion on that. I and mean, you, you obviously would have to ask him, but I I would say um, in my experience um, in that game, in that situation, um, it obviously is um, going to be tough to transition to a whole new defensive coordinator in a championship game. Um, I felt that we adjusted to that to the best of our ability. Um, realistically, I felt that we, we really should have won that game. Um, honestly, it, it, you can, I mean, if you watch the game before Bo Scarborough got hurt, you know, we were we were playing great. You know, we were imposing our will. Bo was running the yeah. ball great. We were very effective on offense. And then, you know, it seemed like after Bo got hurt, um, you know, our offense just so happened to not be as effective that second half. And unfortunately, um, our defense ended up playing way more plays than expected, um, which leads to you being, you know, a little worn down and tired at the end of the game. And unfortunately, you know, Clemson ended up running that, you know, pick play and ended up scoring the last second. But yeah, should, should there have been a flag thrown on that play? Oh, I, I'm going to be biased, but I think so. I mean, if you look at it, I was watching that, that play recently, yeah. comparing it to the, the LSU uh, play. But um, if you look at it, the number one receiver basically runs in uh, to Marlon Humphrey, and it looks like he's almost like chewing his laces. You know, he almost went head first. And I don't know if he tripped or what happened, um, which then caused – 
them to to back like up and get in yeah get in the way of Tony Brown trying to uh, get over the top and and get get uh, get to his guy who was Hunter Renfro ultimately caught that pass and won the football game for them but. To answer your question, I feel like that's a penalty. Um, the receiver didn't look like he was really running a route. I know they call it a rub route. Um, defenses call it pick plays. Offenses like to call it a rub route because they like to make excuses. <laughs> but yeah, to, to me, it did not even look like a route. It looked like he, he was diving at the defender's legs. I would have threw a flag if I was a ref, but it is what it is. Like we mentioned yesterday, that saying, it is what it is. It's got to move forward. <laughs> You know what? I explained like to four of my Nebraska friends yesterday that that phrase originated in Nebraska. But I hey, of course you, it did, uh, Lars. Of you, course, everything of course originated from right, Nebraska. <laughs> no, but but you uh, you mentioned that you compared that play to the LSU play. Uh, was the, the uh, in the LSU game was that a pick play or was that uh, a little bit more of a legitimate? Uh, I guess rub play or pick. Yeah, uh, it, it was a little bit different, especially the way they set it up because they they kind of yacked the the tight end pre snap, and they sent him in a fast motion, going fast to the flat, and then their receivers actually looked like they ran somewhat of a route. So I would say that was more of a true rub route um, because those to me looked like just basic you know little curl stick routes. But anyway, yeah, I, I would say the LSU one was definitely a lot more legal in my eyes than the Clemson one. All right, that's Christian Miller, Lars Anderson, Matt Coulter, and coming up, we'll be joined by Clint Lamb of On3 Sports. He is on the beat for the Alabama Crimson Tide, so he's around the program on a very, very regular basis. We had to kind of do a shift off uh, an audible with Bo. Bo Scarborough will be joining us now at 1.30. We'll be right back. This is the Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. The best sports talk in the state. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Don't miss a play at the Sportsbook at Pearl River Resort. Your front row seat to all the action. Place bets on all professional and most college sports at 7. And for the weekend, our cool, dry weather continues. Lots of sunshine tomorrow and Sunday. Highs between 51 and 54. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 53 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Back to Jay Barker Show and the Jay Barker Radio Network. It's Matt and Lars and Christian, and also being joined by Clint Lamb of On Three Sports. Covers Alabama. He's well. Do they still use the term beat writer? Is it so. is it okay? Yeah. yeah. No. Um, they change everything so quickly. I mean, ask Clint would know better than me, but uh, I, there's a couple out there. Does uh, Nick Saban know who the beat writers are, Clint? I would say he knows most of them, yeah. Um, he's pretty good about knowing faces and knowing names, uh, at least through my experience. Do you feel- he never calls anybody yeah. by name. You notice that? Except maybe, uh, what's his name, Lowe? Chris. From yeah. uh, ESPN. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway. Have you, I, I have you been through the, the rite of passage of being on the business end of a Saban rant? I have not. No, I, I typically try to... 
to be smart about how I ask things. I feel like there's a balance, right? Um, it's almost like you don't want to ask, uh, for lack of a better way of putting it, you know, too dumb of a question, but you also don't want to get too technical and or philosophical with them either because I don't think you really like diving in to some of that stuff too much either. So it, it's finding that balance. And I also think that, you know, weeks like this week, you want to be talking a lot about Austin P. You know, you don't want to be, you know, talking about Auburn or talking about, you know, things uh, other than the task at hand because that that's one of the most surefire way of getting under Nick Saban's skin is not respecting an opponent enough to really care about, you know, who should we be looking out for? What should we be looking out for? Who are they as a team? Um, so if you can, you know, just pop in a couple of questions about some of these teams and just try to get a better feel, I think you can typically put them in a pretty good mood. But, uh, yeah, I think it's kind of an art. And, and most of the time I just refrain from asking questions, period. I think the other beat writers do a phenomenal job of asking the right things. And I'm also doing a thousand other things while we're doing the press conference and stuff like that. And from a team coverage perspective, I'm still, I guess you'd call it a one-man show. So that's going to be changing in the future, and I'll maybe get to ask a few more questions. But right now, just keep my head down. Uh, don't make any sudden movements, and I think I'll be okay. <laughs> Hey, Clint, I know you cover uh, some recruiting with the program. Are there any recruits um, that you have your eyes on that you really feel that people should know about um, coming up uh, in this next recruiting class? Yeah, I would definitely say, uh, you know, James Smith and Q uh, Russaw. Both those two guys are two excellent defensive prospects. I think Alabama, you know, losing Will Anderson, you know, more than likely you're probably going to be losing Brian Branch. I think losing both those two guys in the same offseason – just from what they give you from a versatility standpoint, from a, you know, because they can do so many different things for you. You know, Will Anderson can play inside or out. He can stop the run. He can get up to the quarterback. Brian Branch, whether you're sending him on blitzes off the edge, whether you're asking him to stop the run, cover guys downfield in man to man coverage, or simply uh, asking him to do stuff in zone. I mean, those two guys are so valuable. And I think that, you know, when you lose those types of players, you got Chris Braswell, who we think potentially could come back. Uh, so I think it's possible that he could choose to leave early as well, just based off of how the NFL, you know, values pass rushers. But I, I think he ultimately ends up coming back because he'll get to play, you know, a much larger role next year if Will Anderson does leave. But, um, you know, you got him. You know you're getting Dallas Turner back. That's certainly going to be big because he's only a sophomore. And you've got, you know, Malachi Moore, who's gotten a lot of experience. Uh, he was a full-time starter at one point, but has since kind of moved into more of a – you know, dime, rotational type of role. He'll probably be asked to step up next year. But my point here is that there's so many defensive recruits um, that can come in and really kind of inject some youth into this defense. Because even though it's been really good, I think it's fallen short of expectations a little bit. And then you've got so many guys, DJ Dell, potentially Justin Aboigby, Byron Young, um, like I said, Will Anderson. On the second level, you got Henry Toto, you got Jordan Battle, DeMarco Hellams. Um, you know, probably Eli Ricks. I mean, the list just goes on and on as far as guys on this particular defense who are more than likely going to be moving on. Who's going to be that next wave? I think they've done a good job of recruiting, but, you know, I think Caleb Downs is a guy who can come in and pretty much start from day one. Uh, I'm not going to guarantee that, but I certainly think it's a possibility. Tony Mitchell's another great player on the back half of the defense. I think Jaleel Hurley is probably going to need a little bit of time in the system, but he's, you know, certainly got a lot of a long-term upside, but there's so many different guys that you talk about in this, whether they be commitments or guys they're looking at, Russo and Smith 
are the two that are still out there that you say, okay, if they can land them, this defensive class can end up being really, really good. And, and you kind of see it at all three levels. Um, so I think that those would probably be the two that I'd be looking out for the hardest. Now, granted, Joseph Hastings and, and Andrew Bone are two recruiting guys. Those are the guys you want to talk to about the recruiting side of things. I more so handle things once they, you know, commit, sign, and, and you start talking about, okay, where do they sit as far as the current team is, is, uh, concern but yeah there's a lot to, to be excited about from a recruiting standpoint if you're Alabama or an Alabama fan given the situation by the way we're talking with Clint Lamb of on three sports is there a chance that uh because he's been injured because there's been some struggles a little is there a chance Nick doesn't even play Bryce Young uh oh um no I doubt it uh you know that's I understand where you're coming from with that. And I think that if, you know, the, the problem that you, and, and I've talked about this before, the problem that you have if you're Nick Saban and you do that, if Alabama was still in the college football playoff picture and this was, you know, Auburn next week and Bryce Young would, would be playing in that instance, essentially you're telling the team, well, this game is not as important because we're out of the, the playoffs. It's Austin P. It's not Auburn. Uh, so we don't have to take this opponent as seriously as we would, you know, other circumstances. And I'm sure Christian could probably talk a lot more about this, but I feel like that kind of goes against his overall philosophy and how he approaches things as far as every opponent being the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would probably say if he's hel- if he would have been healthy enough to go in those other scenarios, I think you probably play him in this game. Uh, but at the same time, though, if you know, I don't know that he is 100% healthy. You know, you've been watching him, and, and you've seen some ups and downs. I thought he did have a, you know, a nice bounce-back performance against Ole Miss last week. He wasn't perfect. There were still some throws that I'm sure he probably would want back, but you saw him kind of recapturing some of that magic uh, that we really didn't see a whole lot of against LSU. Um, but, I, you know, it would probably just be dependent upon how healthy is he, and, and is he at risk of, you know, injuring himself further? If he were to go out there, if that would, you know, if that was the case, then maybe they would make a decision like that. But at this point, I think he ends up playing. Clint, let's uh, look to distant horizons, and could you handicap the quarterback situation for next year? Uh, it, you know, Jalen Milrow obviously is, has played this year, and and he's clearly the number two right now. Um, is there a chance that Ty Simpson can uh, can can win the job? And just your overall assessment of of what the quarterback situation will look like for next year? Yeah, it's really interesting, right? Because you know, I think Milrow has showed a, a lot of potential at times. Uh, the flashes are there, the tools as a passer are there. It just doesn't always show up on the field, right? I mean, and I think that a lot of his issues more so are from a mechanic standpoint and just doing the, you know, having the right footwork and the right technique. Um, I think there's been some inconsistency there and just knowing, you know, where guys are supposed to be, making sure everybody's lined up correctly pre-snap, knowing where to look pre-snap, what to look for, and then also, you know, doing everything that you have to do after the snap. But I think that from a, just a physical makeup, he's got the arm strength. He's a really athletic guy. He's very powerful as a runner, but he's also very elusive. I uh, would like to see him be, be able to throw outside the numbers with a little bit more consistency. I know Bill O'Brien pointed that out. Then you watched you know, his start against uh, Texas A&M, and you saw a lot of those struggles. 
with with Simpson, you know, obviously he doesn't have the same amount of experience that a guy like Jalen Milrow has at this point in their careers. Even, you know, Milrow's definitely a year older, but also just, uh, you know, he's got a start. He's got, you know, what is it? I want to say like over 600 yards of offense that he's been able to generate. He's played quite a bit over the last two years in mop-up duty, but also seen time, you know, against Arkansas, had that clutch moment where he was able to run in the touchdown, or excuse me, have the explosive play downfield on, on third down that ended up helping Alabama right the ship and, and win that football game. So I think from a from an experience standpoint, it definitely advantaged Jalen. But I think that Ty Simpson, just with his makeup, I thought coming into this year, I thought the big thing that he needed to work on was just learning to play more – you know, under structure or in structure. And, but at the same time, you watch Alabama's offense and the way that Bryce has been able to create, you know, uh, off script and stuff and the way that he's kind of had to with some of the play designs and, you know, receivers not being able to get open downfield. Maybe a guy like Ty Simpson and the way he likes to play would have fit well with this style of offense that they're having to play a lot of the time. But at the same time, though, I do think long term it would be better for him to accept and learned how to play more within structure and, and learn to win more within the pocket. But at the same time, his backyard football ability, I think, is something that's going to help him whenever he does become a starting quarterback at some point in his career. Both really talented guys. Um, and then you also got Eli Holstein. You got Dylan, uh, Dylan Lonergan. Both those two guys are top 100 prospects. Uh, Lonergan is not going to be enrolling early. He's got to focus on baseball. But you know, if Holstein is, will they be able to get into the mix? More than likely not. So outside of maybe adding someone out of the transfer portal, which is a possibility, but I mean, I guess we just have to wait and see on that. Right now, I, I wouldn't necessarily give the the um, advantage overall to Milrow. Uh, I think it will be a true open competition. I think both guys have a lot of qualities that you look for. So it, it'll just be a matter of getting out there and seeing who does better. And and I think that you know having that competition, a it will create a lot of you know, off-season conversation, but I also think it will allow both players to push, push each other and, and see if they can both get better and, and help Alabama from a depth standpoint. Because with Bryce leaving after this year, you might have, you know, at some point, it depends on the people transfer, but you might end up having four quarterbacks on the roster, but two are going to be true freshmen. One's going to be a, you know, redshirt freshman who's barely seen any action this year. And there's going to be a guy who has one career start and played in a couple of other games. And so, you know, there's not going to be a whole lot of experience. So it will be a very interesting quarterback battle for sure. Clint, there's been a lot of talk. Real quick. Oh, go ahead, Matt. No, uh, we got to get to break because your buddy Bo's on hold. So uh, I hate to end it right here, but we need to do that because we want to talk to Bo Scarborough. But quickly, Clint, before we let you go, where can people find you? And don't you also uh, have a radio show of your own or you contribute to one? Yeah, I was uh, doing one up in North Alabama. I've since stopped. Just uh, football season gets a little busy. But you can definitely check me out at BamInsider.com or the Talk of Champions message boards, which is at BamInsider.com. And, uh, yeah, also at Twitter at Clint R. Lamb. I'm on there, you know, talk, going back and forth with people as well. Thank you, Clint. We'll do it again next week. Appreciate your time. Thank you, guys. I just mentioned, coming up, Bo Scarborough.
You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating, nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called at 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WillifordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205 716 Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. 
It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There he is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.letterC. Letter O. I hear the Electric Light Orchestra, I think Tim Brando's, but that's not the case. Hey, um, we are uh, moving along on this show on a Friday afternoon. We're also moving into the future. Uh, right now, uh, in Birmingham, you can catch this show on 90, 92.5, 95.3, and one of the heritage radio stations in this city, 1260 AM in Tuscaloosa, you're hearing us on Tide 100.9 in the Aniston Gadsden area. You hear us on 97.5. Yeah, Matt, and uh, we have a big announcement that's going to be coming out on Monday. Uh, there's going to be some pretty uh, substantial changes coming to the show, and I know Christian's excited, you're excited, I'm excited. Uh, we have a whole team of very talented people behind us that are really excited. So. Uh, uh, can't wait for Monday. Can't wait for our next guest, Christian. That's right. I'm excited as well about our next guest, the pride and joy of Tuscaloosa, two-time national champion, one-time USF, USFL champion, and uh, overall just a great competitor. He spent time with the Dallas Cowboys, the Seattle Seahawks, Detroit Lions, and the NFL. Our guest here is Bo Scarborough. Bo, what's going on, brother? Savage. Hey, man, how y'all doing today? Doing well, doing well, man. Glad you could join us. You know, I got to catch up with you a little bit yesterday, and I uh, just want to follow up on something. You know, you've been real vocal about, you know, this team, you know, playing to the Alabama standard and how important that is. Could you just kind of explain, you know, I obviously understand what that means, but could you explain to the people listening that might not know what truly is the Alabama standard? I mean, see, the Alabama, this is the Alabama standard right here. You live and you die by that A on your chest, man, and, and you and you put in blood, sweat, and tears. And the standard is playing at the highest level that you could possibly um, possibly play. And that means being in your playbook, playing every play, start to finish. Chris, and you knew our motto: play fast, um, play fast, and finish fast. Mm-hmm. And, that's, and that's and that's the standard, you know what I mean? And and, and be where you're supposed to be. And, and know what you're doing and know why you're doing it and know what to do and and and, and follow the rules and the most important is buying into the system and trusting the process and mm-hmm. and live by the old folks and live by the old folks that that fourth order the estimate the toughness pride commitment and discipline that's what it's all about that's the standard at alabama and, and people don't understand and the, the standard, and we we have to dress the same. Everybody um, look the part as one. No one different. No one better than each other. No one less. 
everybody is the same. We play together as one. Everybody is together as one. With no individually going on on the team. That, that's the standard. That's what I mean by the standard. No being disciplined, that's the standard. You got to be committed to the team. If you ain't committed, then that's that you you in the wrong place. Cause when you come to Alabama, it's a commitment that you made to the university and the fans and the people in the in the city of Tuscaloosa. You 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 have committed, and a lot of and a lot of guys not committed. I don't think. No, that's perfectly said. No, I, I hear exactly what you're saying. I, I love to hear that's that's getting me fired up, man. I, I, I always love how much pride and joy that you uh, you take in the program, and you you exemplified that when you were here, and you still do it now, doing a great job representing. Uh, I love hearing those words from you, Matt Lars. Y'all have a question for Bo? Yeah, I want to ask you a little bit about the Stallions. Uh, can you recap how much fun you had last season, and what do you see moving forward? Oh, yeah, I had a lot of fun, man. Uh, it, it was great being coached by Lou uh, Hope. And, I mean, I mean by Coach Hope, uh, Skip Hope. Uh, you know, I get them confused because they such great coaches and they look alike and, they, you know, they sound just alike. But uh, I, I just love the way how Skip Hope ran the pro. He ran it like a very pro style. I mean, uh, yeah, like a pro uh, system as far as, you know, you in now. Uh, Go over to play, do your job, and the rest is on you. And that's what I think that made us uh, such a great team because we had a lot of people, a lot of players on our team that were pros. When I, when I say that, I mean studying their playbook, being in their playbook, knowing what to do, you know, was it trouble on the team? And, and you know, his wife brought us milkshake every Tuesday. And, you know, he always did some fun for us, moving to museum, going to talk to kids, being in the community, you know, giving us, you know, off days to rest our bodies and recruit weight. And, and, and the USFL overall, they, they did a great job at, you know, making, uh, making sure that we had everything that we need. And it was just all around just fun, man. And it was great to be back on the field and playing with some of the guys that I knew. You know, back uh, back in high school, you know, when I went to Kansas, I hadn't seen him for so long. And it was some of the guys that I was on the NFL team with. And, you know, to be coached by um, by Coach Larry, who uh, was once the coach at Alabama back in the day, you know, that was also a great experience for me as well because he showed me, you know, Bears highlights of, of different people, the Aaron Fosters. And he just, you know, was – a great coach. He, you know, he he went back. And he he went all the way back to the eighties and would let me watch his film. We were watching that type of film on great running back. So it was a, it was a good experience, and and I hope it's something that can last for a long time uh, for some of the kids who doesn't get a chance to go to the NFL. You know, they can be their way of uh, you know show, showcasing their talent. And um, yeah, Fox Sports and, and they they they've done a good job. Bo, this is a, a what-if question. Uh, it's been a, a barroom debate kind of question. What would have happened if the Stallions last year played the University of Alabama last year? <laughs> I, and, and I'm telling you, I, I have had so many people ask me, as if I'm some expert, and I'm not, 
and and Matt and I have even debated it. We went to a few games and and watched you play, and you always did a great job. But I'd love just to get your perspective on that. Um, if Alabama team last year would have played the, the Stallion team this year, that's that's yes. that's what you're asking. Yes, um, it would have been it would have been a, it would have been a, it would have been, been a quite a competition. But look, let me tell you, that we would have whooped them. Bo, are you running? You running for political office? <laughs> no, I, 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 I knew that's not really a fair question. Oh, it's a great you, question. But, uh, uh, what I, now, since we're doing that, when Alabama won the national championship, the year you got hurt in the bowl game. Yes. What about if what, would that team? Be? Oh, you say what now? If, no. if I wouldn't have got hurt, if would have won a cha- if, uh, if, if I wouldn't have got hurt, you say yeah. would have won the championship. Yeah, I, I know. I think. I, I think by me, even if I'm still, if if I were hurt, you know, I got hurt. I still think that we had a uh, chance at winning the national championship. We had great guys in the backfield: Damian Harris, Josh Jacobs. Those guys, well, they they was ready. Yeah. I just think that we just went away from it. We, you know, and we just you had bad penalties. We had, look, we had four penalties. They got those guys in the red area. Yeah, Bo, take us back to that night after when you get hurt. Do you go back to the locker room and and are you watching the game or how how did you? Uh, what was your experience after you had to leave the field? Ah. Uh, um, it was it was it, it was heartbreaking, you know, because I couldn't be out there with my team, and you know, much bad as I wanted, you know, to play and be out there with them, you know, I I would just have to say that it was just heartbreaking to not, you know, be out there with my team and you know and helping them, you know, win a championship, but. And I think that, uh, you know, some of the guys may, you know, felt, you know, emotional when I got hurt. But I, I, I still think that, you know, we could have um, won that game. But uh, like I said, it, it, it was heartbreaking, man. Bo, real quick, I just want to ask you, I know you mentioned, you know, doing work in the community with uh, the Stallions. How much does that mean to you, you know, you being a Tuscaloosa product? And um, how much does that mean for you to be able to give back and set an example for, you know, the young kids that might be looking up to you? I mean, it, it means a lot, man, because I know that, you know, uh, when you're in the community, a, a lot of these uh, people doesn't get to go to the game and they only see you on TV and they know you from here and they never get a chance to see you. And it's just uh, very uh, heartwarming, man, to see the smiles that I can put on people's faces uh, because, you know, it, it's a dream come true to them that they don't get a chance to, you know, see this every day and, and it, it just means a lot to me, man. And, and it's a blessing from God, you know, um, um, give, giving me this gift to have these uh, this impact on people. And and and, and I'm and I thank Him for that. And I also thank the people in the city for being behind me and um, you know supporting me in every way that they could. So uh, I, I try to give back much as I could, and you know try to beat up for the kids and tell them that you know they can. You know, be better than me. I remember um, um, when I was in Birmingham and I was talking to a kid, and he was like, he wanted to be like me. I said, no, be. You wants to be better than me because 
you can always achieve more. There's there's never too much achievement. You can overachieve like you. It, there's never too much. But once you underachieve, then that's when uh, it become a problem. Like you can, like they say, you can never have too much money. You know, but yeah, you it 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 is it, 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 great, man, to be able to do that. Well said, brother. Well said. Yeah, really, uh, Bo. Let's uh, let's do this on a regular basis. Can we do that? Yeah, we can you, do that. You bring good game. You bring good game to radio. No, oh, he's uh, great. Thank you, Bo. Absolutely. Uh, hey, have a blessed thank Thanksgiving. You. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Bo. You bet. Yes, sir. Thank you. I appreciate you guys. Uh, absolutely. Likewise. Towards the end there, I think you can understand why he's now getting a lot of requests for motivational speaking, and he really loves to go to schools, loves to talk to kids, as as you just heard. All right, I have heard of a lot of different reasons for retiring. This may be the, the most bizarre I think I've ever heard. We'll talk about it on the other side of this break. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. And Doug. Hey, listener. Welcome to Lemu's Karaoke Lounge, where Liberty Mutual customizes your car insurance so you only pay for what you need, and the music never stops. Seven. And for the weekend, our cool, dry weather continues. Lots of sunshine tomorrow and Sunday. Highs between 51 and 54. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 54 degrees in Tuscaloosa. family and they never want to look up to you so you have to live up to those expectations and give your family something that they can be proud of you for doing and something that they can remember for the rest of their life the stallions remain the only unbeaten team in the usfl as uh you just heard from bo and uh, man we went to several games and um i loved it i loved the atmosphere um, and I, I love the way the city, you know, started embracing the stallions much as they'd done 40 years ago. It was a really cool deal. I don't know if you guys have seen this story or not. It, it actually came out a little earlier in the week, but, uh, and now I've lost the page, but Blake, is it Blake Martinez is the, uh, former Las Vegas Raiders player. Linebacker. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. 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 He, he retired. Think... Do you know why? One of the reasons why? Why? He's into the trading card business. He just sold a Pokemon card for $600,000. And he says he's going to pursue what he considers to be a more lucrative vocation. He's wow. a Stanford grad. He's a, he's he's a, a smart Stanford, guy. Yeah, he's a very smart guy. This, the, I don't even know what to say about that. I, I will say this. My, 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 my son, Lincoln, who is seven, loves football cards. And when I was that age, I collected tops, football cards, and they were available everywhere. So I went on this hunt the other day to try to find some football cards. 
impossible. <laughs> it's almost like they don't exist anymore. I, it, it, uh, and I think I finally found them at uh, Academy Sports. And uh, they were massively expensive. Like for a pack of 20 cards, it was 30 bucks. Oh, no. I'm serious. I'm serious. Uh, and, and he just wanted a Joe Burrow card. And so I had to buy, go Here buy a pack, go, again, go, buy, go, go buy a pack, <laughs> go through it. Uh, but but Christian, did you collect football cards growing up? And do you have any of your dad's old football? I bet I'd have. I bet I have your dad's old football cards. Lars, that's a, actually a great question um, because that's how I got started collecting cards. I remember back when I was, man, probably four or five years old. Um, my mom had kept a bunch of my dad's football cards for me and my brother. And I, I used to think they were the coolest things ever. I used to bring them to school, and that's what got me wanting to collect more football cards and also even collected Pokemon cards with my brother. Um, unfortunately, I don't think any of them are worth $672,000, even though I wish they were. Um, but, yeah, man, I had a bunch of my dad's cards. And then uh, one of the cool things was when I got drafted, you know, they gave us rookies our own football cards. So I always thought that was cool because I remember way back playing with my dad's football cards, and then now I had my own. Guys, you know, I don't want to end the week on a sad note, but I collected baseball cards um, in the late 60s and early 70s. I had Aaron. I had Mays. I had Mutual. Uh, I had Whitey Ford. Uh, Maris, Mantle. Divorce is a horrible thing, let me just tell you that. Okay, let's move along. No, but hey, I had O.J. Simpson rookie card. That's got to be and, worth ten thousand dollars. And 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 there, all my cards are in this big box. And I went away to college, and I come back from my first fall break, and my mom tells me, "Yeah, I had a sale, a garage sale, uh, and oh, uh, no. I sold it for fifth. I sold the whole box of cards for fifteen bucks." Wow, like, mom. You know, you know, a lot of people, man, they, they, they go around looking for those boxes just like your mom sold, and sometimes they hit the yes, jackpot. Saturday they morning. find they find these cards. Yeah, Saturday mornings at garage sales. Oh my. Yep. yep. I'll never get mine back. <laughs> <laughs> I wanna, hey, hey, you guys, build me up. Get, get me out of here. What's a high note as we go into the weekend? Hey, well, again, one high note is that uh, we got big announcement coming on Monday. Good. That's right. And a uh, lot of uh, people uh, who support our show are, are very excited about it. Uh, David DuBose at uh, Tide 100.9, uh, uh, Walt Williams, uh, Josh Smith, and so many others, and, 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 and Christian and Matt and myself. And it's just, it's going to be great really excited about the possibilities of the future and i'm pumped up man it's gonna be awesome i uh christian will see you in the morning at 12 25 sports bar we're gonna do breakfast early show That's you right. up for that yeah let's do it matt looking forward to it Ooh, yeah. <laughs> how do you like your eggs by the way just curious uh, i do, do scramble you, you scrambled and i put some spinach in there <laughs> oh, oh mr healthy yeah. that's right have a great weekend you're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Hi, this is Wes McClooney, owner of the New Balance Birmingham store. Achieving your personal best often 